welcome to another episode of In The Loop Break by Roping Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Joe Fabrizio, and we're pretty excited about this next series. We are going to do 15 days of NFR breakaway roping. We are going to interview some of the top 15 breakaway ropers, as well as a couple of people behind the scenes. So thank you for listening to our podcast. Take a listen. Today we are here with the number one ranked NFR breakaway roping contestant, Shelby Bosley. Shelby, how's it going? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good. So, Shelby, tell me a little bit about the rodeos this summer and this spring. Um, you dominated a lot of different places. You had a great year. Um, it was like everywhere we looked, you were you were getting their money. So. Tell me what you thought about how it went and, and some of your experiences through this year. I think that it went really smoothly. Um, I traveled with Amanda Coleman this summer and her boyfriend, Trace Price, and three of us in the rig was a huge help, especially with Trace. Uh, he took care of a lot of driving for us. Um, my boyfriend, Haven Medjid, he took care of a lot of the anchoring for us. So, I mean, we basically got in the truck and went. And um, to have a veteran interview, I feel like, was a huge, um, I don't know. It was a huge help for us because we weren't driving zigzags. So it was a lot less time for the horses to be on the trailer and a lot less miles for us. And it helped a lot knowing kind of what we were going to be getting into before we showed up. And, uh, we didn't have any problems with our rigs or soundness issues with our horses. So it was a really blessed summer for us. And honestly, it was really smooth sailing. I know that I heard a lot of stories from a lot of other girls that had a lot of problems with trucks and trailers, and we're just really lucky to make it through without any of that. Yeah, and that's awesome because, like you said, there was several people that that went through a lot of different things, but it's always a good year when you can look back and say, like you said, it was smooth sailing, so that's got to be a, a deep sigh of relief, but talk to me a little bit about, you know, I will say thank you first and foremost to trace because he pushed so many calves this year. There's no telling. Um, and, yeah. and all the other people out there that push when, when you walk in the box and you look up and there's like people are scattering, he was always there as one of the guys that helped a bunch. So, but talk a little bit about Haven and, and entering, he said he, he was a veteran in the energy. So that was one of the biggest struggles I think for a lot of us is we didn't know what to expect. We didn't really know where to go and things like that. So did he just take it over or did you guys talk through it? Tell me a little bit about that. There'd be a few times that we would talk through it. Um, if there was rodeos, he thought that we could get to, he would be like, Hey, you know, this rodeo has 2,500 added, but it's going to be 12 hours extra for you. Or if there was rodeos, I was like, Hey, everybody's entering this. Why didn't we enter this? And he's like, cause dummy, you're going to drive the wrong way, 12 hours and then have to come back this way and then stuff like that. So that was a huge help for us. And having two horses out there that were a little bit different. I like to ride on, on a little bit of the, like the two under barriers that were kind of in between a short and a long start where you had to make sure that your calf moved. And I liked riding my black mare on stuff that was just really fast. So with him going to a lot of those rodeos, it was a lot easier for me to place my horses a little bit and be able to leave root beer one place or on a one place and kind of week on week off my horses. So I didn't have to haul them both on the trailer all the time. So that was a huge help as well. But honestly, for the most part, I 
I literally would just get callbacks and write them down on my phone. And I never had to worry about a single entry deadline because Haven would Haven would tell Amanda exactly how to enter. And Amanda did all of the entering. <laughs> I literally got in the truck and set my GPS. You literally showed up and roped. <laughs> yeah. So that was a lot of help. It was it was so stress free. Honestly, I kind of lived like a princess this summer. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, hopefully that that gets to continue to happen. because Sounds like it was great. <laughs> yeah, it worked great. So let's go into a little bit about your horses. You know, you said you, you like to ride Anna and the two understarts and then root beer too. Um, Anna won horse of the year this year, right? Um, yeah. So tell me a little bit about that horse and where she came from and, and where what her story is. So I got her um, two years ago, probably two and a half years ago now from a raining barn in Canada and started her in the breakaway. And after the NFR last year, I found out that root beer had kissing spine. So pretty much every single vertebrae in her back was touching. So a lot of the miles and everything that was further than a four hour drive from the house, she didn't do very good with Um, the trailer ride really kills her just from the vibration and stuff. So after the finals last year, I decided that I was going to start hauling on as my number one. And she hadn't been to really that many rodeos. I still kind of treated her like a young horse and I threw to the wolves this summer and I think that she does really well because she always scores really good and she runs really hard um I think her biggest hole is that she likes to break wide and she's really left-leaded but um she runs so hard and she's really short-necked and she rates calves good so even when she breaks wide I'm still able to win on her and for that being her biggest hole it, it was pretty salvageable for the summer sometimes we had to go one more swing but it worked out in she stepped up for me in a big way and it definitely helped with my black mare a lot, being able to give her a break and just be able to use my black mare to the close stuff around the house. Yeah, for sure. And she did, you know, that's one of the things that I admire most about you and, and your horse too. I mean, you guys, you guys have ice in your veins when you score. So <laughs> talk to me, how did, how did, how did you make that? Like, did you come with that or how did you work on, on some of the scoring and, the different setups this year and, and, um, making that all come together. Um, mainly with my scoring, um, kind of when I started making horses, I didn't really know a lot about what I was doing, but it was a lot of touch and go. And I did wreck a lot of horses, but by the time Anna came around, I knew for sure that I liked horses that scored dead still. So I score like, Oh, I'll score at least 30 calves a day. Like I'll score so much to where, I break it down completely to like the tiniest itty bittiest little details. Like it bothers me if my horse looks out the corner of her eye and isn't locked in on the calf. Like I get down to like everything possible. Cause I want, I think that if you can hit the barrier, I mean, the main thing that I work on, the only thing I want to do every run is be able to hit the barrier and give myself an honest chance to win. And if you put in the work and you can rope the neck I feel like nine times out of 10, if you hit the barrier on the calf's right there and all you have to do is catch, you don't have to reach or do anything, then your chances of winning go up so much. And I look at the girls that have a really high success rate and most of the girls that are winning a lot can hit the barrier nine times out of 10. And so I knew leaving for the summer that that was just really something that I wanted to be able to do was always hit the barrier because we were going to show up a lot of different places, a lot of different cattle, a lot of different starts. And I just always wanted to be able to do that. So scoring is pretty much, it takes up 90% of my day. I hardly run calves on my horses. I just work on scoring and just 
things from the corner to the pin basically is all we work on. So I think that's why a lot of people compliment my scoring all the time and the way my horses stand there, but it's pretty much the only thing we work on. Yeah, that's where you put the work in. And I think that that's so cool. You know, it's just like you said, um, and we've we've talked about it and you hear it all around, you know, the closest you are to the barriers, the closest you're going to be to the calf at that point. And, and that is the best shot. And that is something that I thought you were very, very consistent with all year long is you were in the barriers and you gave yourself those opportunities. And as many different places as we were, that's what it took. And, and that's why you are in the position you're in. So you did one heck of a job doing that. Well, thank you very much. So tell me a little bit about, you know, the rodeos we went to. Obviously, some of the bigger rodeos were, were highlights, but what, what was your favorite rodeo this year and why? Um, there is a lot of favorites. I think that nothing can really top Selena's just because of the way that it went down and just the stakes felt really high, um, just being season leader all year. And then Sawyer had a really great, um, Pendleton rodeo and she bumped me to second in the standings and it was really stressful for me. I went to a few smaller rodeos and I don't even know if I hit the calves because you know how it goes when you're trying to win. You just never win. <laughs> and yeah. it was stressful for me. And I knew I had flown back to Stephenville and I did everything that I possibly could. I gave myself every chance to um, go to all the rodeos and be number one in the standings. And it came down to Selena's and I just thought the whole way that it went, it was a huge rodeo. Everybody always wants to rope there the setups unique coming out of the head side. And it was the first time having breakaway roping there. And then just the way that it ended out and having to rope against Sawyer, it, it kind of felt like we were head to head almost through every, um, every round. And then for it to come down to us too, at the very end of the rodeo, um, I just had to be so mentally tough and I hadn't been mentally tough the, the week before that. So the fact that I pulled through at like one of the coolest rodeos, um, and did end up season later. That was probably my favorite rodeo. It's hard to top. Yeah. And that's gotta be like one of the biggest highlights. I mean, to, like you said, to be mentally tough when you felt like the week before you weren't mentally tough. So, you know, I know that's something that I feel like we all went through this summer at some point in time or, or part of the season. What did you do? What were some of the things that you felt like brought you back from where you thought, man, maybe I'm not as mentally tough as I can be to, you know, top of the top of the top best of the best I showed up and showed out today so when I start struggling and stuff and especially um in the summer when I was struggling I would look back to what I was doing when I was winning and where my head was at and what I would I would think and what I would do and when I started out the summer I didn't really have the standings were empty like nobody was trying to win everybody was on a clean slate they were just doing what they knew how to do and when I started out the summer, I won a lot of first places at a lot of rodeos. And I was literally just doing what I knew how to do. I was trusting my horse, using my horse and taking my first best shot. And I was seeing the start and hitting the barrier. And I noticed that a lot of times when I was, wasn't doing good is I feel like all of us do it. When we start trying to win, we start skipping steps. And so sometimes we won't, we won't use our horse and Haven always tells me score ride rope and every single time I ride in the box he tells me use my horse and I always tell myself use my horse so to me that's scoring sharp hitting the barrier and letting my horse get me there before I try and rope and when we start trying to win I feel like we start skipping steps and 
whenever I'm not doing good, it's when I'm, I'm trying to do too much myself and not using my horse enough. And, you know, I'll, I'll cheat the start maybe and break a barrier or, I'll try to use my rope too much instead of going one more swing and trusting that my horse is going to shut the run down. So, um, especially at Selena's, it was just a really great, especially with the setup where you have to use your horse. It was really good deal for me in the long start. I just, it was perfect opportunity for me to just relax, see the start, run them down, use my horse, rope the neck. Like it was, it was just breaking it down. So thank, thank goodness, because uh, I was, definitely panicked on the faster starts and stuff um not using my horse and just not doing what I knew how to do well and I think you explained it really good you know we do we start to skip the steps and and then it's really cool how you said you you went back and and reevaluated what was I doing here and what was I doing there because I think that that's something we all need to do because it is it is easy to get out there and get in the middle of it and then all of a sudden you just lose your train of thought and, and one thing yes. leads to another or stuff like that. You know, I think it's, we've all been there at some point, but um, yeah, I thought that was a really great way of explaining it, you know, going back to what we do and, and everybody was on a clean slate and, and that's where you excelled. So pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Trying to win always definitely kicks us in the butt. <laughs> yeah. that We should take that out of the vocabulary. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So let's talk a little bit about the NFR. This is your second NFR. Uh, you were at Texas last year, headed to Vegas this year. Um, what are your thoughts and expectations on this year? Um, you know, same thing we just kind of talked about. I don't really want to think about, I mean, it's going to be really hard. Um, last year, I wasn't in a great position going into the finals to win a world title. This year was my main goal was to put myself in a better position. So I did that already. And I, um, I really just want to try and just go one calf at a time, try not to think about any of the end goals or like where the money's at, nothing. And I really just want to trust that my good is good enough. And I don't want to try and do anything special out there or um, like I said, skip steps or try and use my rope or do anything like that. I want to use my horse every run and do what I know how to do and do what got me there. And that's my main thing is just try not to freak myself out. Um, I'm the worst person for if the person before me goes like one eight, I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to be one seven right now. <laughs> Even if I have to be like three flat, you can throw, throw it. <laughs> yeah, so I really just don't want to freak myself out. And practicing for the NFR has been so like, my head is like almost blown off my shoulders every day because it's been like really mentally straining for me trying not to do too much, but feeling like I need to do more and it's just been like a really weird place practicing for the finals right now. How are you practicing? Did you guys set up the arena? Are you just scoring a bunch, running a bunch? How are you guys going about it? So I've been all over the map. I was like, I'm not going to set up the barrier. We never do that. I'm not going to treat it like anything else and psych myself out. And so I didn't do that. And then obviously I seen like Kelsey set the barrier up and I know Jackie and Taylor Munson will practice on it. And I talked to Kelsey and she said that she's just going to run 10 calves on it. That's it. And just get the feel for it. And I was like, okay, that's smart. I'll do that. So I set the barrier up and I ran 10 calves on it. I don't think I hit one single calf or make contact. <laughs> and I was like, this is dumb. Why am I doing this? And I never really make practice runs for myself ever. Like I'll ride. I mean, we have a million young horses around the house. So I usually get up and ride young horses from morning till night. And then like every other day I'll score on my good horse, like 
my good horses might get two runs a week, maybe. And so I started practicing for myself on my good horses and my horses stopped scoring good and started doing things that they don't usually do. Cause I've started like slowly blowing my horses up because I felt like I needed to rope so much because my roping got bad. And so just the past couple of days, I've gone back to doing what I've always done and doing what has literally got me to where I'm at and just riding my young horses and practicing on my good horses for them and not for me. And, uh, I literally had to like tell Anna, sorry, the other day I ran, I started running like six or seven calves a day for five days in a row. And then she quit scoring good. And then it's been like crazy <laughs> emotional, yeah. but it's finally, I finally chilled out and I've texted a few people. Like I texted Cody old to see how he would prepare for the finals. And I texted Jackie to see how she's preparing and stuff. And a kind of a thing that Jackie said to me that just really like chilled me out was I said, how are you preparing for the NFR? And she said that we do this day in and day out every day. And she said, we don't have to prepare for the NFR as much as just stay ready. And that made a lot of sense to me because I mean, if I look back everywhere that I've gone, I didn't prepare like this when I left for the summer and I didn't prepare like this for the Las Vegas deal for the women's rodeo for the WCRA. And I've never tried to do anything crazy to prepare. I've always just done what I know how to do. So I chilled out a lot and I was like, I'm good enough. My good is good enough. It's what got me here. And I just need to stay sharp. I don't have to do anything crazy to prepare. So I feel like I'm a lot more level-headed the last day or so than I have been. Yeah. Well, and I think, I mean, you know, you should be proud of yourself for being able to be honest about that stuff and talk about it because there's not very many girls in your position that are even going to talk about the the real and the raw and the things that actually go on. <laughs> and I'm glad to know that I'm not the only girl that that's happened to. So, um, yeah. you know, I've been there, done that, but it's, uh, you know, one of the, the things I think is so neat as we go through this process is we all are learning, you know, we, yeah, we, we got sure. to do it last year and you are doing it this year too, but it is still a learning process. You know, there aren't really any veterans, breakaway ropers in, in that have been in these positions yet. And so it's pretty neat that you get to set the stage, you get to learn and you get to be here. And then every year, you know, it grows and goes and goes. And then you have so many people in your corner too, that are, that can help you. And just like you said, call on Cody old, that would be a great phone call to listen to, you know, what, what were some of the things that he told you he would have done to get ready? So I just asked him because he's obviously been really, really successful out there. And he, I really wanted to message people that were winners and had ice water and that people have been in a position to win a world title and pulled through and did it. And so he told me to make sure that I score a lot of calves check. <laughs> and He said, Done. make sure that I do a lot of walk starting and make sure I get my horse to the pin and flat and keep my horse behind my hand. And I was like, check been doing that. And he said, rope good calves. And he said, I'm not kidding. Good calves. Not like, like he said, they need to be great calves, no runners, no crappy calves, like a great set of calves. So, I mean, he, he doesn't think that I need to be practicing running any calves that step left and right and do all that, like just rope a great set of calves and get my confidence up and just get great looks and great shots on good calves and get my horse's confidence up. So I've kind of rearranged everything that I was doing because before I was like, I want to run fast ones. I want to run slow ones. I want to run ones that go left, go right. Some that don't leave like stuff like that. So I'm prepared and 
he basically was like, no, don't be doing that. You need to build confidence. Like don't be trying. (laughs) And so that has helped me out a lot really. And I think that I definitely was over preparing, but I mean, we're women. We literally run every scenario. This is what happens. Oh my gosh. It's been hectic. And every other day Haven's like, I thought you weren't riding your young horses. And then he's like, why are you riding your young horses now? And he's like, I thought you're done practicing on your good horses. And I was like, I don't know. Like, (laughs) go away. I don't even know what I'm doing. Yeah. And I hate not feeling prepared. And so today I literally just rode, I rode Root Beer and Anna and I ran like three or four calves on Root Beer and I ran two calves on Anna and scored like 35 on her, just what I normally do. I didn't ride any other young horses, nothing. And I called that good. And that's probably the least amount of practicing I've ever done in a day for as long as I can remember. But I did that for myself mentally to tell myself that I am good enough. I'm prepared and I'm staying sharp. And so I'm going to start doing things daily, I guess, to like mentally reassure myself, not so much as like, you need to practice, you need to do this. I want to start building myself I guess up a little bit, like you're good enough, rope the dummy, stay sharp. And just, I want to try and change my mindset a little bit going in and not feel like I have to run a million calves and not worry about what anybody else is doing, but just worry about what Shelby needs to do. Cause I know it's, it's so hard seeing everybody's posts and stuff and just see how everybody's preparing and everything looks different on social media. And some people may post that they're preparing and they might only run seven good calves in the practice pen a day to prepare and it looks like they're running like 30. So I really needed to just like stay in my lane, but I love that we get to, I love being um, a student of the sport and I love to keep learning. And I, I honestly do love being in the position I'm in trying to work through this and stuff. And I know last year I didn't prepare how I wanted to. So I've done a better job preparing this year. And I know next year I'm going to look back and be like, wow, you were so dumb last year. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm glad I get to keep learning and keep figuring it out. And um, I'm kind of just excited to see how the finals goes. And I do, I do have a lot of faith in God that it's going to go exactly how he has planned it to go. So (laughs) I know that he's also looking down thinking, (laughs) what are you doing? So (laughs) Yeah, hopefully it goes great. It will. And, you know, I, I've, you've heard several times, like, tell God your plans and you'll hear him laugh. And, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I have to think that that happens to me on a daily basis, you know. Oh, for um, sure. Yeah. And, but it, it will. And, and um, like you said, you, you know what you've done and what you're going to do. And, and being able to say, like, yeah this is good. This is what I wanted. And I'm done and walk away and and have that feeling and know that it's good enough and it doesn't have to be perfect. You know, I think that's one of the biggest things that, um, you know, we struggle with is perfectionism and it's unattainable. You know, I talked to one of my friends one time and she was like, you know, that perfectionism is unattainable. And I was like, you know, that you should really be quiet. Right. (laughs) But, you know, um, but it's so true. And I think that it, at the level that we compete at, we hold ourselves to such a high standard that, you know, but sometimes there's got to be some grace there. And so, um, you know, I think what you're doing and going through it, and like you said, working through it right now, you know, that's the best place to be, you know, it could be in a different position. So you're working through it right now and you're going to go back to what you know, and I think it'll be great. Yeah, exactly. And chilling out to like, every time I miss a cast in the practice pen, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I just missed one for the average title for a world title. Like that just screwed me. Like I just feel all of that every time I miss one. And whereas before 
I could run 50 a day and miss 20 and I wouldn't notice because I'm always just worried about my, what my horses are doing and stuff like that. So I definitely just mentally this past week has, I feel like I've gotten a lot more mentally tough. I've definitely gone backwards a little bit. And, but in the end, I feel like I do, I have gotten a little bit more mentally tough. So I've already learned more things from this NFR than I would have normally. So I'm already grateful for it and the opportunities. And I'm just super excited for everything that all the opportunities we have and everything that we get to do. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, there has been a lot of doors open this year. And like, I mean, sit back and think about that. It's pretty cool to say you've already learned from this NFR experience and it hasn't even happened. I mean, that is definitely a student of the game mindset and it's hard to beat people like that. And so um, I think you're one step ahead for sure. Thank you. Well, Shelby, is there anything, you know, summing it up, wrapping up this year that you look back and you say you wish you would have done different? Um, honestly, I just wish that, um, there's, there's not really a whole bunch of things that I do wish I would have done differently. I guess, um, just on the rodeo trail, there was a lot of ups and downs and there was a lot of times where, um, I was like, I spent a lot of time being down and just nitpicking myself. And I forgot to look out the window and just like enjoy the sights and look at all the places that we've been and the places we got to travel Instead, I was like, just mad and not forget to enjoy the ride. And I was thinking about it. I was like, what if we don't get to rodeo this summer? I don't remember how many times that I actually did like, look out the window and be like, wow, we're doing this. Like, we get to see all this country, like everything, all of God's creations and stuff. So I really do wish that I would have just relaxed a little bit more, not been so hardcore about it. And just remembered how blessed that we were to get to be doing what we were doing. Yeah, I agree completely. You know, I told somebody the other day, I think we went to 70 some rodeos and I think you probably had the same amount because you were pretty much the same places. And um, I wish it would have slowed down a little bit more and and taken it more in um, versus just go, 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 go nonstop. So I think that's a great thing to carry over into the next year. Yeah, for sure. My mom was just like, isn't it amazing? Like seeing the crowd and stuff like the crowd's amazing. And honestly, like when you miss a calf or when something doesn't go right, you head out the arena and it's like the crowd's not even there, like for Mm -hmm. real, not even there. And I was like, I really wish that I would have like looked up a few times and just, you know, I was, I felt like I was grateful from the summer, but I mean, you can never be too grateful. And I just, I just wish that I would have taken it in a little bit more just in case we never do get to do it again. Yeah, exactly. I think that that's a, a great thing to to take into next year. And, and I think it'll be better that way too, you know, and, and more exciting. And hopefully we get to see a lot more new places next year. Yeah, like you said, learning though. So we'll get to be a little bit more veterans next year. And just every little miscalf won't literally just be the end of the world anymore, hopefully. Yeah, these stress lines and wrinkles have to be worth something at, the oh end, at some point. Oh my gosh. It's so stressful. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It is, but it's all worth it in the end. And good luck out there. And we'll be rooting you on. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on In The Loop Breakaway podcast. If you have any questions or would like to reach out to me, feel free to email me at Jordan at in the loop breakaway.com. We appreciate you listening to us and we'll see you down the road.